0: This is episode number 150. My name is Vikas and you are listening to the Run With Fit page. The discussion today is how to restart training. I'm sure all of us have been there, isn't it? We run, we race, we taper and then there is a time when we stop running, when we stop training and it becomes harder than ever to get back to training. At times, life happens and in so many other priorities amidst so many other issues in our lives, we stop to prioritize our workouts. And as a result, there is one day when we realize we need to restart. But is it as easy as we say, as we talk about? I do not think so. But it's not as difficult either. Let's try and see how we can address. I've been there myself and I have seen there are a few ways that have consistently helped me to get back after a hibernation, after the priorities of work or travel have taken workouts away from me for a short or long period of time. The longer the workout absence is, the harder it becomes to restart. The more miserable we feel, isn't it, when we start training again. There was a time I remember I had gained More than 15 kilograms, and as I started to retrain, I felt even walking for 30 minutes became very difficult, let alone be racing or anything else. And this is where we are possibly most vulnerable mentally, physically, emotionally, and nutritionally. And we need to take care of all of these. But let us figure out how to actually we go ahead and figure out all of these one by one. Regardless of what the reason be, what I try and do is I start by first signing up for a race. You will say signing up for a race is not important or not a priority for everyone. The underlying theme that I'm trying to convey that is you have to put a deadline you have to put a date so that there is a sense of urgency for you to start prioritizing workout. And it works for me when I sign up for a race. When I spend enough money in signing up for a race and booking tickets to travel there and go race, of course, the first step is taken. The commitment has been made. I'm sure some of you will relate with me that when you sign up, It is that one, um, this josh that comes our way and we start to say, okay, let's get out now and start to work out, isn't it? Now, once you're done with this, I think that excitement will last for a bit. Very similar to how when we buy expensive clothes or something else, the excitement is there for some time. We try to wear it. (laughs) Regularly, or we try to keep it clean, but after a point, it just goes to the wardrobe exactly at the same point and place where all other clothes are kept, isn't it? So, if you've signed up for a race and do not do anything else, very soon the excitement, the euphoria of going to train will re- reduce, and high chances that in a few weeks you will actually consider that cost as uncost and not train at all. So, once you are way past signing up for a race, the second thing is, put milestones to achieve that deadline. Even while signing up for the race, you have to be slightly thoughtful and systematic in your approach. Meaning, if you have been away from workout for a few months, it may be better for you to sign up for a 5 kilometers or a 10 kilometers race. If you are signing up for a five kilometer race, you should take four to six weeks. If it is ten kilometers race and you're coming back to running after a pause and a long pause, you should take two to two and a half months. If you think, if you still have some fitness left and has not been a pause for a really long time, you can look at signing up for a half marathon. If you think you have some fitness, And your training has been off and on, you can look at signing up for a marathon. Now, half marathon should be having at least 16 weeks from the day that you start training. And half marathon, you should look at at least 6 months from the day of signing up. In fact, marathon may even be a little longer if you have been detrained significantly. You might have muscle memory and you may start to retrain and gain the fitness fairly quickly. But to be on the safe side, because once you're not training, you may be more susceptible to injuries as soon as you start training. Um, You might want to account for all of that and possibly look for eight to nine months out a date that um, that is there so that you can start training sufficiently and you have enough time for you to improve your performance and whatnot. But... One thing to keep in mind, that deadline that you are setting should not be too far out. It is like you investing in a fixed deposit that is going to mature in 20 years, right? You may not be able to see the impact of that on a NPV basis today. The cost of cash today versus the result that you're going to get, the return that you're going to get in a couple of decades from now. And so... What I'm trying to say is that try and get a date that is in your foreseeable future. I feel eight to nine months for a fitness program still has a lot of pitfalls through which you might stop training. I would suggest do not take marathon unless you're very sure that you're going to stick to a training program. And uh, for that long period of time of eight to nine months period of time, start by five or 10K or at max go with a half marathon. Your step one is set and the step two that I was talking about that is setting up milestones. If you have started to train for a half marathon, you need to think what is your critical path to reach 5 kilometers? What is your deadline to reach 10 kilometers? What is the point of time when you will get to 15 kilometers? And so on. It is important because If you do not meet your intermediate goals, high chances you will not meet your ultimate goal. Isn't it? Now, first step was you get a date that will give a sense of urgency. Set the goal that is realistic for you and slightly aggressive. And then step two is set your milestones. What you are doing is you're breaking down the fitness journey into small achievable milestones it is very similar to when you go and race a 5 kilometers a 10 a 21 or 42 or any other distance for that matter you do not just start at the start line and then decide you are just going to now run 42 kilometers you rather decide in kilometer by kilometer paces And you look at your fueling, you look at your rest at times, if you want to walk, etc. You want to look at any loop breaks even, you want to look at some stretch time, etc. Depending on your goal. But what you are trying to do actually here, you are breaking down your journey to the final destination into small foreseeable achievable goals. Let me actually elaborate this a bit more. If I kept a target of 10 kilometers to be able to run in 60 minutes and I'm at the start line, what does this mean for me? This means I am going to run for one hour and within one hour, I'll complete 10 kilometers. That also means on an average, I will take six minutes to complete a kilometer. Let us imagine you spent about 40 minutes in getting to first five kilometers. Now what's left? You are left with the target of another five kilometers to be completed in 20 minutes. If the first half of five, you've taken in 40 minutes, how do you think you're going to achieve the same distance in exactly the half of the time, in the second half when you're more tired and when maybe, maybe you have not trained for it even, right? Whereas if you had systematically planned your kilometer by kilometer split, your pace and speed per kilometer and try to be close to it, early on you will realize that you will get to your finish line in the time that was stipulated by you or you will not. If you realize in the first few kilometers that your body is not supporting the pace that you had planned for and you feel that you need to go slow, then what would you do? You would adjust your destination time, isn't it? You will reach the destination, but maybe in a longer time. And same case is valid for the date that you have set forth for yourself for your first event after you start to train. But I'm not saying that you first start to even think of if I don't reach there, I'm going to change the date of the event. No, your first aim is to be fully prepared and get to that point that will help you take a more realistic assessment of whether you are ready to meet that goal or not. right? But for that, it is very important for you to break down your journey into smaller milestones, into smaller achievable goals. If you are reaching those intermediate stations in the time that you plan for, higher chances that you will get closer to your finish line in the stipulated time that you thought of okay so the second point that I elaborated and this one is very important you will have to set realistic intermediate goals for you to get to the finish line a lot of time I see when we restart training or in fact even if we start training for the very first time we set unrealistic goals I remember um, one of the days in uh, our kitchen in the office we were having a conversation we had this new employee she had just joined us and we were talking about our 10 kilometer times in a in a recent race and um, we had done 45 46 minutes for a 10k each a uh, couple of us and then uh, some other friends had taken other times etc and this girl jumps and she's like oh that was really long i could do, do my first 10k in 40 minutes or lesser now people smirked at her but actually what was happening is If she had to set a realistic goal, she would not be talking about 40 minutes right in the start because she had not trained for it. She was not an athlete. It may be very easy for a champion athlete, but may not be as easy for someone who's just starting out. Now, how do you get to understand what's realistic goal is when you start to train. When you start to train, you will figure out very quickly. Like I said, if you have a particular goal for 10 kilometers, in the first couple of kilometers, you will start to understand whether you are reaching closer to the average paces that it requires for you to reach your destination or not. And if it doesn't, then you need to adjust positively or negatively, whichever way um, it requires for you, depending on how you have you train and how are you performing that day, isn't it? So it's very important for you to have these milestones that are set that you're achieving the intermediate milestones that that have been set by you and it's also important for then you to readjust because if you are not able to train very well in the start high chances you will not be able to train later as well generally what happens is when we restart restarting training is driven by some motivation or driven by fear what do I mean? Driven by motivation because socially we met someone, we watched something on the TV or we saw a transformation of someone. On the basis of that, we decided that this is what we want to become as well. We could also be influenced by social media or something else. Whatever the case may be, if that was the reason, then this is your motivation. Because of that, you have, uh, you have restarted. The second could be fear. You went for a medical test certain results came that forced you to restart. You you saw a death happen or you saw uh, someone who's close to you fell sick and the reasons understood to you are primarily cardiovascular or lifestyle-led and that forced you to restart training. One of the two can be motivation. So one of the two could be the reasons for you to restart. (laughs) One of the two could be the reasons for you to uh, restart. And as you restart, the the euphoria, the excitement could be a lot higher than what you can sustain in the long term. So whatever you start with in the start, you will have to take it with a pinch of salt that as it gets lengthier in meeting the goal, you will see that the excitement reduces. And so with the same excitement that you had started, you may not be able to continue for a long period of time. Also, as you start to train, you will see that the progression of your training after a point of time is not linearly related to the gains that you achieve. For example, if you start to train after pause um, and you start to train today, high chances in the four to eight weeks, you might see good result aesthetically, physically, as well as uh, in your performances. But once you get back to your fitness of before training um, your fitness of training earlier you will see now you cannot improve significantly more from there right you are putting in harder efforts you are spending more number of hours in working out but possibly the gains are not as significant because there is a limit that you will get to and beyond that you will need to change certain things or you may not be able to actually uh, improve significantly more from there. It's a good position to be there, but I'm saying when you're setting up goals, you have to think of that the kind of hours you'll be spending in the start will not be the same in the later parts of your workouts. Now, these tools will help you set your milestones. Next, what you do is you have to set a time. You have to understand, are you a person who likes to work out in the morning? Or you are a person who finds every possible reason to not work out in the evening. I am the one who falls in the category that if I have not worked out in the morning, it takes a lot out of me if I go out and work out in the evening. I will be hungry, I'll be tired, I'll have some excuse, a social commitment or I need to sleep. And based on those excuses, higher chances that I'll skip my workout in the evening so I try and stick to it in the morning also research suggests and I'm not using the word research loosely but significant amount of content that has been studied suggests that you should try and do the thing that you think you will find excuses of or you will find it hard to work out later part of the day you should do that in the morning in A layman's term, how I say it, as soon as I wake up, I am going to go and do the thing that I think will become harder for me throughout the day. And before my mind realizes that I need to find an excuse, I will be out of the door and work out. At times it has happened, if I have not woken up at 5.30 or 6 a.m., if I have woken up at 7.30 or 8 a.m., I just loiter around in my hall. I will sit down for half an hour at times, even after wearing the workout clothes and I'll just keep procrastinating. Do I need to work out? Let me go go to work early and then, or I need to have tea. My maid has come, etc. And I'll go and work out in the evening. Trust me, I get to office late and I do not get out to work out in the evening most of the time. So you have to see what works for you. I have seen higher chances for you to stick to your schedule if you're working out in the morning. Fourth one. I see this one works for a lot of beginners. That is rewarding yourself. I think reward works in all the ways, isn't it? We, um, we all love running shoes. We all love merchandise, etc. But if we go and race somewhere and in the race you are given a pair of shoes... Or you are given given a free t-shirt if you want something. The excitement of getting that is so much. Even though you can afford all of this, the excitement of that reward is so much that you want to then flaunt, you want to come back to it, etc, etc. And similarly, the reward system works when it comes to restarting your training and continuing with it as well. That is, you should say, can I set certain goals for myself that when I have achieved those, I am going to reward myself with X, Y, Z, whatever you like the most. You could say, if I continue to work out for a month, I will reward myself with a pair of workout glasses, running glasses. Or if I reached for the next two months of workouts regularly, I I will bring a new pair of running shoes, the most expensive ones, the carbon plated ones or whatever. Right. Uh, these are small motivations that keep you honest, and that keep you accountable to yourself. And then you commit to doing that workout or set of workouts. Again, these are also helping you to set that initial intermediate milestones. And when you are achieving them, you are rewarding yourself with something that you like to do. I I remember when I was back in the college. Um, we moved to a city from our village. Uh, at early age and um, we did not have access to watching movies frequently of course in the hostel we did not have access to a tv but um, what we used to do we would say if i'm able to complete these many chapters in this week on sunday we will go and watch a movie in the theater then we'll collect money from among our students who stayed with us in the lodge and in the hostel and we'll pull it and try and go and watch a movie that was our reward system and then we'll work hard. We used to have this target that uh, hey, you have to study for about 14 hours a day. If you can study for 14 hours a day for six days, um, then on seventh day you can go and watch a movie for three hours, for example. And then we'll account for half an hour. You have to cycle and get to the theater and come back. So that was our reward system and it worked. It was uh, it was more like um, a uh, a reward system for ourselves, but a community led reward system. It was for a bunch of us as students. And that's where my next point is coming. That is, you obligate yourself, you account yourself towards a certain set of people, whether it is socially on social media, if that's the way that works for you, or you make yourself accountable to someone by way of making an announcement to someone who you really appreciate, like for whatever reasons and then go and communicate that you're committing to that person that you're going to do this. Higher chances if you commit to someone that you respect or you commit to someone who means something good to you that you will continue to work out. You will be on that path for a longer period of time. Also, that person can come back and check on you. Hey, how's your... Um, how's your sustenance been how's your continuity been and then you'll be like oh I missed this one workout I want to restart because this person is checking on me when we when we commit socially to doing something higher chances that we may stick to doing it and last one but not the least is you have to look at systematic approach to progressing the underlying theme here is for you to be able to do anything good, you need to do it consistently. For you to be able to do things consistently, you need to start a little conservatively, work systematically, progress meticulously, and then be at it. What it means is, if you are in this euphoria and then you started to work out for a really long time, you will fall injured, get sick, Immunity may get compromised and that will result into you not being consistent. If you start slow and set up a systematic progression and the progression that I have talked about earlier in many episodes that is a progression as a rule of thumb that works in the early stages is up to 10% progression week on week. What it means is in terms of duration or in terms of intensity, you progress from one week to another week by up to 10%. To further simplify, if in the first week, you have worked out for 150 minutes at a particular intensity, in the next week, you can work out up to 165 minutes at similar intensity. Now, another thing to remember, from one week to another, you can either increase your intensity Or you can increase the duration of the workout. You should not be increasing both. Some people will be there and they will say, hey, I can increase both and I'm fine. Good for you. But for most of us, what happens is if we increase intensity and the duration both, much higher chances for us to get injured, to overtrain very quickly and also lose motivation. You do not want to be there. Because early on I talked about you need to be at it for a long time. And you can only be at it if you are progressing systematically, isn't it? If you keep these things in mind, within few weeks, you'll see you are on your way to very well be a better version of yourself, fitness-wise, mentally, and you'll be more confident. You will be able to then see what's right for you thereon. Your memory of your muscles will remember where it used to be earlier when you left your workout and if you ever did not work out earlier that's fine too because you're starting all afresh and you are getting into a world of workout where all of us are and we are enjoying a life that you would enjoy equally and the pain the sweat will be super good and super sweet because that's a fitter version of ourselves good luck keep running And I'll meet with you guys next week again. Bye.